0: Love Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. White guy, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help-side defense and active hands. You just crossed half court into the matchup zone.
1: i Sunday night matchup zone here live from the phone pack studios every Sunday evening at seven o'clock. Mike and Kevin come to you live, uh, talking a little NCAA tournament tonight. Also going to be talking with, uh, Jake Bavorski from Liberty ballers. We'll uh, be kind enough to ca- to uh, call in, talk a little, uh, Sixers epic losing streak. And, uh, also just the fact that the, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of discrepancy, I, I guess, with uh, college basketball. A lot of the good players out early, and uh, it's a little disappointing. And now, as a Sixers fan, who you're you're, you're watching your team tank, and then you have these guys who uh, just are not really, maybe they're not as good as you thought uh, coming in here. Uh, Jabari Parker out in the first round. Andrew Wiggins out in the second round. Uh, even Randall didn't look uh, terrific tonight uh, versus Wichita state. He could have he he looked great at times, but he wasn't doing it the whole time. So that was a little frustrating. If you're a Sixers fan kind of saying, who am I going to pick? Uh, it's, it's definitely a little crazy. So, uh, Mike, how's the weekend?
2: Good. Everything's going well. i just, I've watched so much basketball this week. I, this weekend, I, I've barely seen my wife and kids off all, all weekend.
1: Uh, <laughs> normal, but, normal, uh, no, par, so for put, the yep,
2: par for the course, but I, uh, you know, you talk about Wiggins and Parker and Randall and those guys. I Kev, I've been saying you know, I've been saying it for months. Clay Anthony you are always the guy the guy you know, I've been saying that for yeah, right. I've been saying that for at least two or three years. I mean, Clay Anthony you are always the best player in college. I, I,
1: I walk I walked in today, you're like, How about this guy? Where's he been? <laughs>
2: Where's he, who's, who's, who's Wichita? <laughs> Wichita State and why aren't they playing baseball?
1: Yeah, that was that that was yeah, that was definitely insane.
2: Uh They're they're a good team. they they're they were definitely they weren't. It definitely weren't the number one seed. They, they're a real good team. It just so happens they ran into a, a you know a good Kentucky team. Played well today. Kentucky.
1: But, yeah, you're right. Kentucky played better than I've seen them. I've yeah. seen them uh, several times this year, and they've never played that good. No. That was their best game of the year. And the thing that I liked about Wichita, and you know what we're, we're talking about, uh, it's like you have this team. Wichita State actually, you know, they hung in there. and They should have won. They had chances was, to win the it game. It was
2: back and forth, and I thought for sure mm-hmm. they were. hit. I thought very, for sure Van Vliet was hitting that three. Yeah. But how? Clay, I tweeted to him, how Clay Anthony. How Clay Anthony early does not touch the ball in that last play. Yeah. I have no idea. He's how tall is he? Six seven, six six.
1: Yeah, he's 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 tall.
2: You know, Van Vliet looks like he's about five foot four out there trying to shoot over um, shoot over uh, what's his name, McCauley Stein, or. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, is he the first Jewish basketball player? Yeah. No.
1: no? There's like, it's like thousands.
2: Um, can I have some light reading? Yes, here's a pamphlet on Jewish, bas- uh, Jewish professional athletes. Turn it off from airplane. Give <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, I mean light reading. Yeah, sure. Here's a pamphlet on uh, Jewish professional athletes. Uh, But, no, uh, Clay Anthony always has to touch the ball there. Though. Yeah.
1: I he mean, was, him well,
2: – well, He was just rising up over anybody he chose. Yeah, to
1: he, he was hot. Uh, You know, the – Wichita State's a good team. They
2: are good. Baker's good. Yeah, well, they're they're ba-
1: good. That's what I was, you know, kind of, Baker Baker or uh, or uh, Early have to touch the ball at mm-hmm. the uh, last play. My, I think Kentucky did a great job, though, because they pretty much put two in front of both of them yep. and dropped everyone else down. And They said, let the other two mm-hmm. beat us. Let let him beat us with a three. If he beats yep. us with a three, we lose. And uh, We deserved to, or like it's, you know, mm-hmm. it was meant to be. But you take away their two, and they did a great job of denying uh, both of them, getting them uh, off their game, and then they just sagged everyone. Because it was a two-point was, game. It, All you needed was the layup.
2: It was a nice play because uh, I don't know who set the screen for The big guy set the screen for Wichita. But he started like down near the block, and he flashed up quickly. Yeah. And Kentucky's big man was a little bit late coming up and hedging out. And he uh, he got a decent look. Yeah. Um, you know, He just missed it. I, I think there, too, Kev, you go for the tie, I would have kind of gone for the, I mean yeah, three point yeah. two seconds, you could put the ball on the, you can put the ball on the floor two times, get to the basket, maybe draw a foul. I think in that situation you go for you, you oh, go you for have the tie to,
1: you have to go for the tie, and that was a little frustrating to watch at the same time that, that's what I'm saying Kentucky did a great oh, job yeah. defending because they dropped uh, they dropped everyone back, so for them to go in and get that layup with the, with the shot blockers they have underneath it, it was going to be definitely tough. He saw the opportunity to get an open look, and he and it, with I think it was I mean you looked last night uh, at some of the games, uh, guys taking threes when when they don't really need them, guys pulling up and taking long shots. Uh, what game was I watching? They all blend together.
2: Uh, well, Syracuse they shot poorly from three.
1: Yeah, Sarah, um, well, Sarah Ennis came down and and yep. uh, had that had that three. It was rushed, but at the same time he's. One of the best players in college basketball. I want the ball in his hands with whatever shot he takes. Uh, you know, But some guys just, just jack up bad shots at the end of the game. I thought th- uh, Wichita State got a good shot today at the end of the game. It was a wide-open look. Uh, it just didn't go in. And
2: that's the thing about this tournament. The one-and-done aspect just kind of stinks. I mean, if you play this game again tomorrow – uh, it's very likely Wichita State goes to the sweet 16. See that's
1: that's exactly what I like about it cuz then yep. I mean it's it's just that I like the fact that I love the one underdog. Of,
2: yeah, one and done, yeah. And
1: speaking of underdog. The, J- the
2: Jack the Jack, Jack the Jack came through. The
1: Jack came through. I'll tell you what, I was never so sure of anything in my life. Uh, then that, me not
2: responding to your text. <laughs> yeah, I, was
0: like,
1: I I swear to God, you might you. I really was. My wife was just like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm sitting on the edge of the couch, just like jumping at every single play, like get get in, get in. It was I I it felt like I was a I was it was like. You, the were university. Male, you were a
2: male cheerleader.
1: Yeah, I was I was ju- I was going nuts. Was I, didn't, just,
2: I didn't see one I didn't see one second of that game. Really? Was there another game going on during
1: that? The, not any one important. That was the that was that was the. And I'll, that was the main game. That was awesome. Uh,
2: and I'll tell you what, the, the reason... You know, you don't think they beat UCLA tonight, do yeah, you? Yeah, I
1: have them beating UCLA tonight. Mm-hmm. And the, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what, because uh, I know you're going to rub some stuff in my face, but I'm going to rub some stuff come in on, your face. Well, Stephen F. Austin, I, I called it. You told you me did. to shut up. I, that, did. Stephen F. Austin. I did. I did. I called it. Uh, you know, I did call Duke winning it all. Uh, that, uh, that didn't uh, work. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, but you know what? A lot um, of people did that. Yeah, <laughs> watching these games, Florida looks really good. Michigan State looked awesome, and then they barely squeaked they barely, out yeah. the game Harvard yeah. against Harvard. Uh, Louisville is playing really well right now. Um, <laughs> there's a Mercer. Is that Mercer. Mer- Mercer. Yeah, getting Mercer. Beat up? Mercer's getting beat
1: up. up. Tennessee. How about Tennessee playing game? This will mm-hmm. be their third win in yeah. what uh, six days? That's a, that's really State, impressive.
2: Dayton playing well.
1: Dayton uh, is playing did, well. Did you, did you
2: see the uh, you see the headline in the Ohio State paper the other day? the Dayton the University of Dayton or whatever you know, like, because you know what that's a that's a that's a classic case of like Ohio State would never play Dayton during a regular season we're not no. playing these guys and maybe yeah. shove it right up their keister it's right great. up
1: their keister that's true. I I, I like the uh, in-state rivalry games that kind of went on. Well,
2: Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky up.
1: set up next, uh, and this is a Kentucky. I have Louisville winning that game. I, I have
2: Louisville in the final.
1: See, but I just I Kentucky. If they play like they did today, I um, thought Wichita State played well. Like I, they I mean, did. like they early did. was unbelievably good. Uh, I thought uh, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank on the white kid's name? Baker. Baker. I thought he played real well. They just, they, I thought they they have a lot of good role. I thought they were very good. very they're, good they're, team. They're
2: they're really good. Um, I now, just think now, Kentucky now, now, was just. Now here is what we have to question. You question. They played. They only had like one close game this year. That's what. Yeah. Wichita State was blowing teams out uh-huh. every game. Now, you know, obviously, um, yeah. Kentucky plays in the SEC. You're playing Florida twice. You're playing Tennessee. You're playing tough teams. Uh, you know, you're a little more battle-tested coming down the road, coming down the stretch for these games. Mm-hmm. But that being said, they're still a good team. Like, you look at Mercer beating Duke, and everyone was bringing up a good point. Duke has a collection of freshmen and sophomores trying to win in one year, where these kids are experienced players. They're bigger, stronger. They've been around for four years. They're a little bit older. And, you know, they're, they they kind of drew on that experience coming down the stretch. When Duke took that 5 point lead with about 7 minutes left, you thought okay, this one's over. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. yeah. This one's over and then next thing you know, they come right back, boom, boom and take a 3 point lead themselves. So, yeah. They um they're a good thing. If you have good guards, you can you can win. win. You yeah. can win. I you know, if you have good guards and good 3 point and shooters. someone
1: who can protect the rim. Uh it's just yeah, good guards and good especially 3 point shooter and that's why uh, which will bring me to my next point, uh segue into this.
0: Can't wait.
1: Doug McDermott. Who? We talked about him last week. They use they use that guy better than any other player is used utilized in college basketball. He is he just because you said you have he has there's one person to stop and you still can't stop. Yeah. He had twenty what do you have twenty five points in the opening round? Yeah, Obviously I they're not I more than that. Maybe yeah. twenty eight. Obviously they weren't playing you know the most ridiculous team. Uh, you know going to be tested a little more tonight, but at the same time uh, you know Butler. Creighton is going to be a good game.
2: Or, or Baylor. Or ba- what did I say? Butler? I mean, Butler might play tonight. Brad Stevens will be there. Brad Stevens is going to be there.
1: Uh, Bre- Baylor and uh, Creighton. I just think Doug McDermott. In- look, look,
2: Doug's going to get 25.
1: But that's the thing. Like He's, he's so talented. And I'm just watching oh, him go, going like this guy. is Because he can score inside. He's, he's very soft hands. He, he actually moves his feet well. Uh, he's much more athletic than I thought he was. Uh, just kind of, you know, cause I was kind of on the bandwagon, like, eh, you know, small conference uh, for the past three years. When he upped, upped into a better conference and still doing what he's doing, I think he's, uh, I think he's something special. Who knows what's going to happen with an NBA career for him? You, you've seen if guys can, tall guys, and he's a tall guy who can shoot. He's athletic enough. And he just knows how to play the game. That that's going to go well. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he could be a good NBA player. I, I mean, you're I talking think, about. I think he'd
2: be good because he can go inside, outside. He can yeah. shoot the three. He can post up. He's got that little mid-range one-foot Dukovitsky uh-huh. shot. He's very smart. And the NBA isn't like the college game where you have to be frantic, high you know, yeah. fast. It's more of an isolation, clear to the like side. Nice and easy. Nice bubble. and easy. I'm gonna back a guy down. You know, look, the NBA you get the ball three point line. You can take three dribbles down to the block without anybody getting near you except yeah. the guy guarding you. In college you take you take three dribbles back to the basket from the you know, three point line you got you're getting triple teams. Exactly. Guys, you know, guys rotating, help side, stuff like that. You don't see that in the NBA, so he's gonna be good. I mean, he's gonna be he's definitely gonna be a lottery pick, it's just how high is he gonna be.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> Well, it, this is the thing, uh, you know, uh, again, we're going to be talking to Jake Paworski uh, from Liberty Ballers in a, in a little bit, but uh, this is something we, we're going to ask him to, because you kind of look at the Sixers and you look at uh, you look at Jabari Parker out in the first round. Now, Mike, let's think, and uh, some people said, I, I saw on Twitter today, I saw some people saying, you know, it doesn't really matter uh, what they do in college. It's kind of the pro game's so different. Look at the best players in the NBA now. Look at the best players whoever played in the NBA, where did they finish in college? Jordan, where did he finish? Championship. Where did yeah. David Robinson finish? David Robinson, uh, Elite Eight at, with Naval Academy.
2: Yeah, uh, look but, at
1: Patrick Ewing. Championship. Hakeem Olajuwon, championship. Yeah, but yeah, you,
2: but you know, for every guy you name, I mean, okay. You, then, and Kevin you can,
1: Durant got dro- dropped in the first round.
2: Right, okay. first second round. But then you can also start talking about LeBron guys and like Kobe. LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, where did they finish in college? Exactly. Nowhere. They
1: didn't go. Yeah, Right.
2: Tim Duncan, where did he finish?
1: Um where did he finish?
2: I mean, for like, I mean, I don't remember them making a great run. Yeah,
1: Chris Paul Championship. I mean, like these are the
2: Wait, Chris Paul won a championship in college? No,
1: he went to the championship. They lost.
2: Wake Forest went to the championship?
1: They lost to uh whatchamacallit.
2: In the NCAA championship? No. He... Or
1: maybe the no, maybe the final four. Uh
2: yeah, I, mean, I, I I have but no, like these. Yeah, but here's the thing, like that the, doesn't matter to me at all. See, it, it matters play, to me. Like if you can play, you can play. I mean, look, Javari Parker was the best player in college all year. Everybody's saying he's great, he's great, great. Just because he lost against Mercer, am I going to say, oh, the guy stinks? No, it's not on him. I mean, the guy carried that team for most of the game, most of the year. I'm, I'm not going to blame a guy. It's a. It's very hard to win a national championship. It's hard it to is, get for but the it's, final
1: it's, four. It's, it's 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 not real hard to to get past the first round versus Mercer. That's like playing mammoth. Oh, well, like, it was
2: the second round, let's be honest. Oh, God. No, it's, not. it's, not, it's, it's the not. the round first round. I don't call it the first round because they're playing, playing games. Uh, yeah, that that Thursday, fir- to me, is the first ga- first round. You're out, technical... out
1: of your – oh, no. no, oh, no. Yeah, you're right. I thought you said th- – I was like – I thought you meant Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. No. First round is yes, – Yes, First yes. round is – I
2: consider first round the Thursday. Exactly. I don't consider the playing games. So, you know, when you're in these pools – the first, second round is that Thursday because yeah. they consider the play. They consider the in game. I don't. Have, I don't
1: understand why you why you call it a play-in game, but then you count it as the first round. Like it's not the first round. I mean. If it's a play-in game, if you're going to call it it's a play-in, a play-in game, game,
2: then you play in to get to the first round.
1: Exactly. That's the, that's that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. <laughs> play-in game uh, is the first round. No, it's not. No, you're idiots.
2: No, I think so. Like just
1: too. get it get your get your heads out of your butts. But I just I, I don't know. I'm looking at the best the best players, you know, the ones who played in college. And, uh, I think a lot of them had that, uh, they, they were good. They were yeah, they good won. college players. Yeah, I mean, say, and they Thomas, went on,
2: say Thomas won a championship, but you think, you know, for every guy you name, then you get Charles Barkley, you need, uh, you know, for every, Shaq, Shaq, for every guy you name, I mean, Chris Mullen, <laughs> Chris, whereas Jordan calls him Mullins. I mean, come on, there's no John, S on the end John of the name J- Mullins. Um, yeah, it's just. hard.
1: I just think of uh, playing in a top program, you know, like a Kansas or a Duke, uh, and to lose in the first or second round, uh, you know. And I'll give Kansas more credit; they lost to Stanford, and Stanford's very without, well coached. Without
2: without MP, I mean, if they have MP, they don't lose that game.
1: Exactly. Uh, I just think uh, the Duke the Jabari Parker thing scares me a little. I, I think I'm more scared because I don't think he's, I don't know if he's going to come out.
2: He's coming out. You say that he's coming
1: out. Did you hear? I mean, they they say that now. He's a different. He's from a different philosophy. He doesn't need the money right now. That's the whole thing. He, the money's the money's important, but it's not horribly important uh, for Jabari Parker. Like Jabari Parker, he might want to stay in college, get better. He might think that he still has a lot of room to improve. Uh, I don't know. It scares me a little as a Sixers fan to kind of go through. That Duke game, that's what I was saying. A lot of these people should have been rooting for Duke. All the Duke haters who are Sixers fans were like, nice, he's out. Like come to come to Philadelphia Jabari, it's like just start working. It's like, dude. Yeah, but you know what? What if he doesn't?
2: I, I look at it like this: he played all this year, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to come back and for this and You know, I, yeah, these guys want to start making money now. He's not staying four years, so what do you want to try to rectify? You lost. I mean,
1: no, I agree. I, I don't. I, I do overall. To, to
2: me, to I, me, if you're not staying four years, why the hell stay two?
1: Yeah, I I do agree that I don't think he's. I think he is coming out, but at the same time, definitely coming out. Uh, it's it's it just. It, I told you, if they lose early, it's it's a scary situation. Yeah,
2: but but why? I always go back, I always go back to uh, who was the dude who played for Ohio State? Uh, who's with who's with the Celtics and lost all that money because st- uh, I want to say Blake Griffin's not Blake Griffin. It's uh. Uh Saunders. Yeah. I mean, he was the number one pick. Like his sophomore stayed in school, and what happened? Got hurt his back, and then he dropped it. There's just too much money on the table. These kids are. It's stupid to do it.
1: Yeah. It's just stupid. Look at Marcus Smart out in the first round again. Uh, his draft stock has definitely gone down uh, this year. I don't know. It just it it, it frightens me to the fact that he, uh, you know, he's considering it. I'm considering having you go down and talk to him, and I'll just be like, oh, he's an agent.
2: <laughs> um,
1: this guy's an agent.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I just think that if you can play, uh, Charles Barkley was right today. I don't agree with a ton of stuff he said in the college team, but he was right when he said it's not fair that Wichita State is judged in the conference they play. Is it his fault that everyone in the conference? Is it their fault everyone else in the conference sucks?
0: It's not huh. their fault. You know, I,
2: he and he said he said, what he said what he said. Maybe Greg Marshall should do the recruiting for their teams too. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they stink, and Greg Marshall has good players, so it's not their fault.
1: See, I disagree with the whole Charles Barkley thing. I love Charles Barkley; oh, God. he could do no wrong in my mind. But he's you know just what? good,
2: yeah, he, no, but he's not good. And here's the thing: like, look, Charles Barkley gets paid; he gets paid to be a jackass, and that's fine. Because guess what? Guess what? He, play, you know, all he does, he goes into the studios with Ernie and and Kenny and those guys and Clark Howard, and his guys write up a bunch of stuff, and he just reads from. Him. He has no clue. He has no clue who plays for Iowa State. He has no clue. He knows basketball. Yeah, he, he can does. say he can say, "Well, at the end of that game come down the stretch," but he don't don't start breaking down players and telling me what they can do. You haven't seen any of these players, yeah, any of them.
1: I don't know. I, I'm just uh, I'm I don't know. I love Charles Barkley. I think he I'm like,
2: I, like Char- I love Charles too. <laughs> I, uh-huh. lo- I love Charles too, but <laughs> I I don't like him telling me about college basketball. If he wants to tell me about, if he wants to tell me about basketball, NBA, was talking about gambling, I'll listen. was talking about you know running for mayor, stuff like that. But
0: running don't, for mayor? Is uh, he a mayor? I don't
2: know, or like governor of Alabama, whatever. But don't talk to me. You, know, you want to do your funny little MasterCard or what's in your wallet commercials? Fine. But don't start talking to me about trying to break down Creighton and Baylor, because I, I ain't buying it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what, what's in your wallet?
1: What, what, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, look at us.
2: No, like, we're idiots. We're, we're idiots. like
1: jackasses. Like, we're a, total
2: jackasses. But guess what? But guess what?
1: No one's paying us what they're paying. No one's Charles paying Barclay. us. No one's
2: paying us what they're paying Charles Barkley, and, and we actually <laughs> no, know. No one's paying us at all. And Period. And we actually know a little bit about the players. He knows nothing about them.
1: I would think he would watch a little bit of college basketball. I don't. Know. You know, some of these guys might. He's he was an NBA legend. You know, not not so much college, but I don't know. I just think he. I think he knows a li- I think he's watched enough.
2: I just think he knows basketball. He, he does know, know basketball. He doesn't. Of course, he knows basketball. He doesn't know. He doesn't know players.
1: Yeah, but I teams, think he's and... he's kind of he's done some research. I think he's a good analyst. I think he he goes home. He probably works hard. He went home and he did his research. Did what he needed to do. Fig- figured out exactly who's who. And uh, if he didn't know, I'm sure you know the big guys um, or the big names that uh, he knows. Uh, he's probably he watched knows. film. Uh, the smaller guys, he's probably watched film on them and just. You know, analyze and try to figure it out. I, I give him credit. I like Charles Barkley. Oh, man, he can no, cool. he can do no wrong in my mind. Yeah, well, say it. You can. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to say. But I don't. I, I like Charles, but I don't like him on that format. But I tell you who I love, though. Bill, Raff, Bill Rafferty is great. See, I, I love him.
1: Now, who's not great? It's Craig Sager. <laughs> The fact that I'm he has commercials, a ja-
2: he's just a jackass. Like he's that, another jackass.
1: You want to t- now? The, your, the difference in jackassness between Jack Assery between him and Barkley is like night and day. He goes about making a fool. He, he's not a good interviewer, and he goes about making he, a fool of himself. Right. And he like now he has commercials with like here. Let's try a ridiculously right. ugly suit.
2: But guess what? He has a tough job. These sideline reporters and halftime interviewers have a tough job. You try interviewing a guy who just got his oh, team. Oh, I agree. His team just got rent They just his the team they're playing against just won a 14-0 run at the end of the half. And you have some and you have some girl who knows nothing about basketball coming up. and You go, coaches, coach, is, coach what, are, what changes do you have to make in the second half? I don't know. Not get scored on fourteen straight times. I mean, like, it's just stupid. No, yeah,
1: but I'd rather have a uh, like a pretty girl come up than. Freaking Craig Sager. Yeah, so
2: would I, but the halftime interview is so stupid to me with the coaches. But like that's the thing. Do I do I need like don't you're insulting my intelligence by asking, Coach, what do you need to change? Well, we need to defend better, we need to get back in tra- we need to get a transition, uh Well, then we get in our offense oh, early. Yeah, that's I
1: mean, what they're doing. they're doing it for that sound bite. But when you have a pretty girl doing it
2: you yeah, know that's the problem. That's the problem. Pam Oliver ain't pretty. Yeah,
1: that's true. Well she does yeah, she's terrible. But like you you have uh you have a pretty girl doing it, D do line them. <laughs> Uh, you have a pretty girl doing it, and it's uh, it just it's a it's a different it's a different whole conversation than it is with freaking Craig Sager. Like Craig Sager comes up with an ugly suit, his dry hair, he just like looks like a just a whack whack job, and he's trying to tell me tell me what's what. I just I'm not buying it.
2: I'm not buying it either. He is he is a he is a jackass. That he is. Um, got a good game coming down the stretch here, KeV. looks like UNC up two with about. Is that an M one there? It looks like an M one up two with about two minutes or tie game with about two minutes left. There's 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 been more good games this year than I can ever remember.
1: You're right. I there, think this is the ton of good games. I think this is the most exciting uh, the most exciting NCAA tournament I remember. Uh, you, you know, it's there, there's been a lot of overtime games. Everything's been close. The Kentucky game was down to the wire today. Uh, SF Austin was down the <laughs> down to the wire. Uh, I was there's there really has a lot of good games uh coming up. Well, the funny thing is SF Austin uh plays uh is playing right now. I can't see the score.
2: I'll get it for you.
1: It's UCLA. I think they're up. It looks like I can't see if that's a 6 or a 0. Uh, I mean, they're
2: up in your eyes all the time. Well,
1: they're <laughs> again. It's they, it's,
2: it's yeah, good good eyes. It's twelve ten UCLA.
1: Oh. Uh, it looks I wasn't sure if it was a 6. That was just that's positive like, thinking. It's like a 6. Wishful thinking. <laughs> so uh yeah. 12, 12 to ten. I'm still I'm still a fan. Um
2: yeah. I, I'm kinda of pulling for UCLA to get back to prominence. You um, hate what are you talking about? No, 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 no. never no, no. No, no. no. no listen, you listen, jump. listen, 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 listen. I did, I did. I did. I got m I got mad for Steve Ball for taking the job because I thought it was a dumb move. But I still would like to see them play. It, college basketball is better when you see all these good.
1: I agree. I think. No, I agree. I just think, I don't know. I, by, by, by the way, what?
2: Marv Albert looks awful. Well, he, yeah, he's like a skeleton.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, he he's looks like, like, like 90 years old, though. He looks like he's made up entirely of cancer. <laughs> I mean, look <laughs> at his face.
1: And, 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 cover, and cover up.
2: I mean, Steve Kerr should. Pay him half his salary for making him look better.
1: He does look sickly.
2: Looks awful. How old is he?
1: Nineteen forty-one. He was born seventy-two.
2: Oh my god! I, I mean, his hair is—he's always seventy-two-year-old with red hair and no—I mean, he's got—he just looks awful.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm just thinking, seventy-two-year-old guy. You're not going to look that great. Who looks great at seventy-two? Certainly not me. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is, like, so hard to do the show while watching this because I'm, like, so distracted. Why? It's, it's twelve Stephen twelve. F, oh, wait.
2: F, Stephen F. Austin. Wait, it's twenty eight ten. Stephen F. Austin. Oh, I thought that was a 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that, I
1: thought it was twenty eight twenty
2: eight.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, uh, come on, Stephen F.
2: Where? By the way, where is it? Well, They're located in Texas, right?
1: Yeah. They're, uh, they're, where are they?
2: I want to well, say. Austin, lo- Texas, or? Is that, is that me just saying Austin because of Stephen F. Austin, or?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're in Austin. Let me take a look. They're in. They're in Texas. Oh, <laughs> I'm Google mapping it right now. I just don't know what's close by.
2: I don't need to Arlington.
1: Clo- I don't need to close up of the city here, guys.
2: I'm going with Arlington.
1: Armington. Are they only freaking Google Maps that doesn't have a god? Guide- Freaking, oh, take it easy. Hey, whoa! I don't know where this is. Why are not you giving me names of cities? Na, na, Nacho Doches—that's where. Oh,
2: Nacho sure. Libre! I love that place. Nacho One Doches. of my favorite movies.
1: Yeah, they're not located in Austin. Austin's—if uh, I'm ballparking—Austin's a good 130 miles away. That's just a ballpark.
2: Kev, what's that score? Seventy-nine. I can't see. Is that 79.
1: seventy-nine? 78 UNC's up over Iowa State.
2: Minute left, coming down the stretch here. It really is. Roy Williams, an overrated coach in my you eyes. You said that before. Yeah, I'm not a big Roy Williams guy.
1: Well, I, I wasn't. I, I said the same thing about Cal Perry.
2: He was. He. He knows his
1: stuff. Cal Parry was.
2: Oh. Oh, a three-ball side pocket. Up. Fifty seconds left. Roy Williams. Yeah.
1: See, he's yelling at people. He knows his stuff. <laughs> he knows what he's doing.
2: I, I just think he's an overrated coach. Now, now on the flip side, Mike Krzyzewski, Duke in the last seven years, has lost to a 15 seed, a 14 seed, an 11 seed. And a lot of people are saying Krzyzewski's overrated. By the way, did you see what he did after the Mercer game? You're going to say
1: you hate it, right?
2: Uh, you know why? cuz he just them, oh look at what a good guy he is going into the locker rooms. Get, go away Mike, go away. You're the, such, the other team won. No 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 no. You're no. such no, a hater. No. No, you know why? You know why? You're a hater. No, you know why? Cuz you are just playing that good guy role. You know, give them time, give them a little time to breathe. They just won a game. You're you're freaking in their locker room 10 minutes after the game. Let you, them celebrate. Let them talk about you a little bit.
1: You are a hater. No, it's
2: just ridiculous. You know, you know, you want to call the coach the next day send him a text fine. You know, but by you doing that you're saying I'm the dean of all coaches and I'm going he to win go it. Go away. Well, look at the look at the, away. the look at the Mercer
1: look at the reaction the Mercer kids. They were like, of course,
2: oh my course. gosh,
1: it's Shushetsky, of course. What, then that's the whole, point. Like, no, all, yes the whole point. point. No,
2: it's not the whole point. Let 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 them enjoy the win. Go away. You know, we just beat you. Send the coach a text the next day. You're out of hey, your mind. That was a classy move. Now, nah, see, you're buying into any, propaganda. See, anyone say like, who see, says God, otherwise, you know, because you're buying into the propaganda. I'm not. What are you, you with the propaganda? Because oh, he's such a good guy. He Does a Mastercard commercial? He what? is
1: a jerk. What Mastercard? He does Mastercard oh, commercials. Oh yeah, he's only open. He's, he's so a, great. Always, jerk. always with he's the a, MasterCard commercials. He's a jerk.
2: Brian Zubek told us he's a complete lunatic in practice. He's a jerk. He curses these guys out uncontrollably. Yeah, he's in their face. And oh, I'm going to go in a great game, guys. You guys really play white well, told You guys are a hell of a basketball. Go away, Mike. You just lost. Go home. Get on a plane. Back to dorm or wherever the hell your college is. See, and go is, hide until next year. And go put more shoe polish in your hair.
1: See, this is, this is, these are the words of a hater right here. That's all you're doing is just spewing hate. I am. Because you don't I am. like Shoshevsky? No, I
2: no, I don't I no I do. I, I don't mind Shoshevsky If somebody does dumb stuff like this. See, see
1: like, go okay. away. Okay, now now you like something on Facebook and we're we're gonna talk about this for two seconds what and did we'll I get, like and we're gonna get and Jake Pavorsky will be joining us from Liberty Ballers in a second. Uh you are gonna. You talk, you put the whole thing about uh, Adrian
2: Payne. It's a great story. It is a great, unbelievable story. Right, now, um, no, no, right, hold, right, hold on. It's oh, unbelievable but is he, but is he story. But is he doing it for self-adulation? No, he's
0: not. That's no. what I'm so saying. So Shepstein was Payne, doing it so everyone
2: could say, everyone say, oh, look what a good guy is. In defeat, he went in the other team's locker room and said, great game, guys. Your team, you guys play so hard. Get, shut up, Mike.
1: You're out of your cotton-picking mind right now. Nope. I'll, I'll
2: believe that until the day I die. Oh, he's such a good <laughs> – because you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to alleviate a little bit that Duke just choked another one up against a 14 seed. So instead of everybody saying, wow, Duke lost, The oh, Mike's such a good guy, he went to the opposing team's locker room after getting beat by a 14 seed, that no one even know where, where the hell they're from before the game started. When Coach Krzyzewski cures
1: polio – I'm gonna be right there asking you look, if he's if look, he's the if, uh, if you're he gonna cures be like,
2: cancer if he cures cancer I'll still hate him.
1: Yeah, you will. You'll be like he's it's a publicity stunt. <laughs> publicity. <laughs> someone he cured just, cancer for his own good. <laughs> someone just gave him the vial. He's just taking acceptance. Uh, Jake Pavorski from Liberty Ballers joins us right now, uh, talking a little Sixers. Jake, how are you?
3: I'm doing good, guys. How are you?
1: Thank you so much for for calling in, uh, joining us tonight, uh, Jake. First first thing. What do you think about this uh, whole Jabari Parker thing? He kind of says after the game that, you know, he's not sure if he's coming back or if he's staying uh, or if he's, if he's leaving or going. Uh, as a Sixers fan, who, and the Sixers just tanking uh, near a record losses, what do you think when you hear those words about the best college basketball player in the land?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. There's nothing worse than asking a college a freshman, let alone a, a college player, after his first tournament loss, uh, what are your plans for your future? So that's, that's pretty uh, ridiculous to begin with. Um, I think there is a decent chance that he comes back. I know he's, he's friends with, uh, Okafor, both grew up at, uh, in Chicago. Okafor goes to Simi and he's coming to Duke next year. Mm-hmm. There's a chance they're going to want to play together. And I think the Sixers too are a little concerned that he might be staying, but I mean, the goal here is Wiggins. If you, if you can't get him, I think most of this is lost, uh, the season. Otherwise is, uh, is pretty much for uh, for not, in my my opinion.
2: Well, now, Jake, um, speaking of Wiggins, I mean, his performance today wasn't very good. I mean, do you think that turned some heads and said, uh, I, I don't put a lot into one game, but, I mean, he didn't have a very good game today. I, early in the year, I, I was kind of saying the more I saw him, the more I wanted to stay away from him. But then all of a sudden... Coming down the stretch, he kind of put some really nice games together. I, I think, I don't know about you, what do you think? I think his upside is a little bit higher than Parker's.
3: You know, it definitely is. I think what you're going to get with what you see with Parker is what you're going to get. And you're going to get yeah. a guy who's going to score 20 and pull down six or seven rebounds. But Wiggins has the uh, the superstar potential. Um, but what I watched from him today is, I mean, he went one for six. I don't think you can necessarily hold this game against him. Uh, he's not going to see a lot of zone in the NBA. Actually, he's going to see no zone in the NBA. And um, the way Kansas runs their offense, they weren't really looking for him. You got guys like Tharp jacking up eight shots. You have uh, Trailer taking eight shots. They're not really looking for Wiggins out there. And mm-hmm. he's shown he's progressed throughout the season. He's shown that he's going to be a good pro player. Uh, when I first saw him at the beginning of the year, I thought he was terrible. But I guess that's what you get when you get an, a, a real, real hyped high school player who's supposed to be the next LeBron Jordan hybrid, whatever he is. Right. um you you look at uh him and if you're concerned from one game and if you're coming into this game and you you have a different opinion coming out of it, uh there's something wrong with the way you're evaluating, I think. Mm-hmm. So he's still the top guy in the draft for me without a doubt.
1: Now, uh you you know, you look at these these other guys obviously. Uh the Sixers, you know, the Pelicans are obviously doing doing decently. Uh, you know, you might be able to snag someone in the that eight to 15 range uh, with their pick. You look at a guy like Julius Randle. Uh, what are your thoughts on him, I mean, talking about the that potential to be a number one pick? Uh, you know, I watch him today, and it's he impressed me to the point where I was like, no one can stop this kid, but he doesn't do it the entire game. Right.
3: Um, you know what? The funny thing is I watched him at the beginning of the year. I watched him dominate. And as I watched him throughout the season, I, I don't know if I can see him Turning into a double double machine like he is in, in college at the pro level, I don't, I don't think he's got the post moves to make it in the NBA at least yet. What he's using is brute strength, um, and uh, although he's facing a lot of double teams in college, and won't see that in the NBA. Uh, I don't know if he can handle that, and he's going to be a little more face up shooter in uh, playing the four in the NBA because he's certainly not a center. And mm. some see him uh, making the trans the uh, transition well, and I'm not sure if I do. I'll tell you the guy who I do like as uh, a power forward in the 8-12 uh, to 12 range where the Pelicans might fall, is uh, Indiana's Noah Vonley. I really like him. I think he's a good defensive mm-hmm. player. He's got pretty good range. He's a guy you can space the floor with. And I don't know if I see uh, the ability to space with Noel and Randall.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's when you kind of have that, uh, like you're saying, with, with those two bodies in there. And like, like you're saying, I mean, Randall, he impress, but he's not going to be able to do what he does versus uh, you know a Roy Hibbert or some of these guys that he's going to be going up against. Uh, he just right. doesn't have the strength to uh, to really really back people down. Uh, you know, just looking at the draft, uh, Joel Embiid, kind of a lot of people have him. If the Sixers fall out of that top spot, which I don't first see happening, considering they have the uh, pieces to kind of get back up there if they lose the uh, lottery. So, in your mind, you're going Wiggins regardless
3: if Wiggins is on if the Sixers get the number 1 pick and Wiggins is on the board you have to take him i think you have no choice you spent the whole year doing this to get him this guy is going to be a franchise altering player in the nba uh to, to not take him would be silly
2: now jake do you think this whole sixers on the 24 game losing streak and the, uh, this whole losing—I don't want to say attitude—because the players are trying hard. Obviously, uh, they just—they ha- just don't have a, t- a ton of talent on the team right now. Do you think other players around the league look at that and say, "You know what? Like in terms of trying to get good free agents, because uh, let's face it—if you get a top a top three pick, top two pick, and you have Noel, coming, Noel coming back, Michael Carter Williams, you get the Pelicans pick—you're going to have a very very nice young team. Um, but then the free agents kind of start to say, "You know what? The, the, you know they." Does this does this twenty four game losing streak have any kind of negative connotation on free agents? Do you think?
3: I don't think so because if you I know the games are hard to watch. Trust me, I watch most of them. But if you watch them play for <laughs> three, three and a half quarters, they're they're working hard out there. They're I mean they're taking teams to wire. You watch them storm back against the Knicks the other night for a team that's losing twenty four straight games. They're fighting right till the end. So I don't think it at it, a it, uh, it, uh, possible free agents see the team in a negative light. Come June or July, when you see this team and the core they're building, and uh, the assets that they have, I think for any uh, free agent, either in 2014 or in the future 2015, 2016, this is going to be a place where they're going to want to play.
2: Jake, is Brett Brown the guy who's going to be here when this team gets everything turned around?
3: Yes, absolutely. I, I don't I think, think I, a think, a he's great, I think he's a great. I think he's a great coach. I do too. Yeah, I think there's there's not a better guy uh, for this team right now to help see this through. Um, I, I know people are calling in the question his that uh, what he's got going on defense, but frankly, I don't think he's put in a, uh, a, a, a defensive system yet. I think he's just mm-hmm. going through the motions with the, uh, the guys he has now. He, he's bringing in guys on 10 days and whatnot and just trying to see where they fit. But going forward after, uh, next year, I think he's going to start putting in more of a system. And uh, because right now there's, there's no need to, you have six, seven, maybe eight guys who aren't going to be here next year. Right. So I, uh, You'll start building next year, but you watch what they're doing with some of these guys. Roten looks pretty good this year. Uh, you've seen what they've already done with MCW with his jumper and how he's come along just from uh, the college level. Could barely shoot from the outside, and what they're doing with him now is, uh, is impressive. So props to Brown and, uh, and the guys on the staff because he's got some great guys there too.
2: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I can't see him doing I mean, like you said, who, who in your mind do you think will be here? Uh, in the next couple of years, that's on, on the team now. You know, excluding obviously uh, Noel and Michael Carter Williams. Do you think Thad Young's around and uh, and guys like Roten? And, um, you know, I can't see Thomas and guys like that staying around too much longer.
3: No, um, I, I do kind of like Hollis Thompson. I think a guy like him and uh, and Henry Sims could be bench players for next year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think Roten's in uh, in the team's plans for the future. I mean, you watch him, uh, he's a nice player to watch. He's exciting. And for a team <laughs> well, like this,
2: athletic, a 20-year-old, yeah. He,
0: yep.
3: yeah, he's he can fly through the roof and shake you out of your shoes. But his his stats are weak. Really, if you look at some of his advanced numbers, I think he's got the, like, the worst uh, points per possession stats. And I don't think he's a, he's the kind of guy who uh, you're going to want running the second unit in the future. So uh, I think he's gone. And I definitely think Thad Young is gone. And from my understanding, I think they're going to try and move him uh, either on draft night or before draft night, not only to appease himself, but I just don't think he, he fits in their plan future-wise. You're going to want two guys at the four and five uh, that can rebound and that can uh, you know, block shots and, and hog the pain a little bit. And that's kind of a guy who's more of a, a stretch four, who's really kind of a three. And they've been mm-hmm. spreading them outside, and I think you want the guy, two guys that are going to be bigger players than, the, than what they have right now in uh, – and uh, Sad and Mullins down there because Mullins is god awful. He's he's a pain oh. to watch.
1: <laughs> it's like it's it's like Spencer, it's like Spencer Hall's little brother. Like I thought I was it's, like it's oh Spencer Hall's
3: point five.
1: <laughs> it's like I thought we couldn't get any worse. And I lo- I actually I really started to like Spencer Hall's the more he stayed here, not as the starting center but as a backup. I thought he was good with the team, uh, you know, a good good locker room guy, but you know. At the same time, when he's your starting center and you're relying on him as your second, third leading scorer, mm-hmm. it's not going to really work. Uh, you know, so you know, talking a little bit about the draft, uh, where do you think the Sixers you know, have to fall uh, in terms of uh, where do you think they're going to end up in the lottery? If they don't get that number one pick, say they fall to four, do you think they're going to have the pieces to, to get that number one pick?
3: Um, Do they have the pieces? I think so. Are teams going to want to move down from one to get four and 12? I I don't think so. I mean, Mm -hmm. even if if you assume whoever's at number one is taking Wiggins, I don't know why you'd take four and 12. I think at at four you're going to have a guy like uh, Dante Exum or Randall, and those are nice guys, but you have Mm -hmm. a guy who's going to be a franchise-altering player. And to, to get there in the draft, to get the number one pick, and then to trade it away on draft night for lesser talent there, despite getting two more players, I, I just don't, I don't see it for a team. So the Sixers are probably going to have to get the first pick. And um, if they can get the second pick, I think there's a chance Embiid goes number one. If he comes mm-hmm. out this summer he, he declares and he shows teams that his back is, is okay, I, I think there's a decent chance that he could go number one because for a kid who's playing basketball for three years, he's shown yeah. uh, post moves and smarts beyond his years.
2: Well, yeah. let, let me let me ask something, Jake. If if the Sixers do get the number one pick, and Embiid comes out, do they go Embiid even with their own Noel?
3: You know, that seems to a be chance? like a like a conversation of choice for Sixers fans. Is can you put Embiid and Noel together? Holy crap, they're humongous! Like that would be insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just can't see that happening here. I I think Wiggins is the guy you have to go with and. I, I mean, once again, I, you spend this whole year positioning yourself for this guy, and then all of a sudden you're changing your mind to take another big man who may or may not fit in with the big man who hasn't even played yet for you. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, they have a, a certain need at for a wing, like a two-guard combo there. And I, I think Wiggins fits that. He's perfect defensively. He's a good outside shooter. He'd be a perfect complementary guy next to uh, Noel, or to, excuse me, to MCW. So I don't know mm-hmm. how they could pass that up.
2: Yeah, see, I agree with you. I don't want to take a potential project at number one. Mm-hmm. I want a guy. I want to. want a guy who's going to step in and change and change the scene and change the game right away. I don't want to wait around because potentially Neurons and Wells is a, a, a project too. I mean, we have no idea what this guy can do on the NBA level in terms of offense. We know he's a great defender, but I want a guy who can step in and and be a game changer, the first game. Uh huh.
3: Well, the funny thing is, I don't think Wiggins is that guy. I think you're you're talking about Parker here. You sound like more of a Parker guy. But I think when when you look down to it, it may take Wiggins a year, it may take him two years, but what you're going to get from him going forward is going to be so much more I think, and I was a Parker guy to begin with, watching him at the gate, I thought he was the best guy in the country, but mm-hmm. as as I started to watch Kansas a little closer and watch Wiggins and what he can do uh i think I think you have to take him if he's there
1: now, Jake, kind of getting back into the college uh you know the tournament and, uh who do you who do you foresee now with all the upsets and things like that? Who do you foresee kind of taking this tournament?
3: Um, my my championship game was Florida Louisville. I still got my whole final four in there. Thank goodness my bracket turned wow. out a, a little better than I thought it would. I think <sighs> Florida's the deepest team in the country.
0: Good uh-huh. shooters,
3: good inside presence. Patrick Young is is absolutely scary as hell. Um, mm-hmm. And Will Wil and Casey Hill. I don't know how you, how you take down a team like
1: that. Hmm. You're right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm three of the four in there. I. I. I, I was on the. I. I took. I drank the Kool Aid. I was on the Duke. The Duke bandwagon. Uh, I don't know I had why. Mercer
3: the whole way. That is my claim <laughs> to fame this year is Mercer. Did Are you really, serious? You really? Yeah, I. I went Mercer the entire way there. I mean, my bracket's holding up decent, although they're getting their ass kicked now. So that, that's more of an embarrassment <laughs> for Duke than it is anything else. As yeah. They're, they're losing to a team that's getting their butt kicked by uh, by Tennessee right
2: now. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's impressive. You took Mercer. See, I'm an SF, I'm an S
1: F Austin guy. I had them, I had them on the go. In fact, Mike owes me a bet for uh, that particular one. I have them beating UCLA, too, which probably won't happen. They're down by six right now. But uh, Jake, we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking a little bit of Sixers with us. Uh, we enjoyed it. Liberty Ballers, uh, check out Jake on Liberty Ballers, Jake Pivorsky. Uh Thanks so much.
3: Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Jake. Have a good night.
1: You too. Bye. So, Jake Baborsky, uh, Liberty Ballers.
2: A lot, lot of lot of good in, lot of good insight there. Those guys are great. It's a the, great blog. That's what I'm saying. Um, those guys are on top of stuff. They they really know what they're talking about. They're connected to the Sitchers as much as anybody. And they
1: they know basketball. So you you look at some of these guys, some of these other, uh, uh, Twitter, you know, yeah, pundits and bloggers and stuff like that. They don't really have what Liberty, but Liberty Ballers. It's like they are fans. They study the game, and they know college. They know pros, and they just—they're just, they're just basketball junkies. And that's kind of what makes a good writing staff. I'd put them up against you know top writing staffs in the country, just because they just—they they all know the game, mm-hmm. and that's why it's, that's why we love having them on. Uh, Jake Pavorsky from Liberty Ballers, uh, you know, brought up some good good uh, thoughts. He had me drinking the Andrew Wiggins cool aid. Now I'm I'm getting all hyped up. I'm like, huh?
2: Ah. Yeah. um... <sighs> I'm, I'm just... I, I think his ceiling is, is is ceiling's higher. Parker, I think his athleticism tops out a little bit. Um, he's more refined. I, I've said it before. I see I see Parker as Paul Pierce. Now that's not a bad thing. Paul Pierce is a hall of famer. Mm-hmm. But I see Wiggins as, like he said, Parker might even get you twenty and twelve on you know nights here and there. Wiggins is going to get you maybe forty, forty five. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think he's an explosive wing player. He's a little bit thin, needs to work on his jump shot a little more. Uh, but he, he's kind of that, he's got superstar potential. Um, being said, like I look at, like, at a guy like Clay Anthony early today. I was really impressed. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've seen a ton of his games because I'd, I'd be lying. Uh, but what I saw today was a guy who caught the ball at the three-point line, facing up, no, a quick jab, quick pull up with a guy in his face, knocking down threes. Coming off screens, knocking down threes. Run, like his coach said, he fills, he runs the lane as beautiful as anybody in the country. He finishes at the rim. I, I mean, I, that guy can play. Now, am I going to say he's, the Sixers should draft him? No, but I think whoever drafts this guy is going to get a heck of a basketball player who can score. He, he doesn't really. I don't see really any weaknesses. He can put the ball on the floor. He can attack the rim. He can shoot the three. He defends well. Uh, you know, he, he threw up thirty one today. Um, I think on twelve, of I forget his shooting. Twelve to seventeen, maybe that I see. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not like the hot, He needs the ball, high volume shooter. Uh, you know, you, any, you get thirty one points on seventeen on seventeen shots. Uh, that's yeah. pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, it, it's gonna be. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is. I think, like we were t- saying before, it's, it's an unbelievable tournament. I it's. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I just love like games like like oh. S.F. Austin, God, so close. All right, so
2: that's don't nice, buddy. It's this this is of, I, feel, the first I do. Half.
1: I do. I feel like this is yeah, but they were they were up the V.C.U. game was was scary because V.C.U. is just not they're not a great offensive team, but defensively they're just they're on point. I mean when they did that havoc defense, it, it turned S.F. S.F. Austin had a ten it had, point it had, lead. it had
2: me running on my couch.
1: <laughs> you too. They had a 10-point lead. It suddenly uh, it instantly turned. Uh, they they lost the lead. I think they went down 10 just by that Havoc defense. So it shows how impressive it is, how, how scary it could be. But I guess you can't play that the whole game. And at some point, you're going to need offense in a set, which, which really slowed VCU down, which I think of Austin took advantage. When VCU has to play in a set offense, they're not a good team. Uh, they, they really don't have the, the pieces – offensively and i saw that one guy weber or weaver whatever his name is unbelievable defensive player not a good offensive player he walked pretty much every time he caught the ball and they weren't calling it uh but he was walking he took like two steps every single time he caught the ball and i'm like this is a good op- this is a you know legitimate college basketball program And this guy still doesn't understand some of the fundamentals of the game just a great defender though and they were getting layups off that but just Overall, it just wasn't wasn't the same. I, I was not overly impressed with VCU. Uh, that's why I, I was really big on a VC, uh or SF Austin.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, you called it. You, I mean, that, you called it. Uh, I thought I kind of I kind of bought into VCU's whole tournament experience and Stephen F. Austin, uh, you know, getting there for the first time in a while. But if you could play, you can play. Uh, like, look at Harvard last night. Yeah. Michigan State absolutely. Dominated that basketball game. I mean, mm-hmm. dominated. But they hung around. I mean, they went by seven. Yeah. Against a, against a uh, against a now this is this is a team that a hundred percent of the experts are picking to win the national championship in yeah. Michigan, Michigan State. Well, that's a, here, here. Here's a team from the uh, from the Ivy. Uh huh. Losing this game by seven points, and, we, and it was a tie game late in the game.
1: Well, that's the good thing about you know having a good coach. They in Tommy Amaker, uh, he he obviously has them. He has a system where you know you're you're not gonna they're not gonna get blown out, and that's the that's I think with a mid major any mid major needs to have that kind of system where you know you might be playing in close games uh, in the in the regular season, uh, you know, squeaking some games out, but you're not gonna blow me out. So if you don't blow me out, I'm hanging around. So if I play a team like Michigan State or uh, you know, any or a team like Cincinnati, like I'm gonna hang around and then I'm gonna win. It's like that's that's what is exciting about what Tommy Amaker has done. He kind of got those mid majors where it's not going to they're not gonna, they're never going to lose by forty. They're just going to hang around, uh-huh. hang around, and you never know. And uh, you know, Michigan State beat him, but you, like you said, Michigan State's one of the best in the business. We got Don from Fairfax joining us. Uh, Don and I, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Don, rough. You all right tonight? Rough night last yeah, night.
1: Yeah, Don? Uh, uh, Don. I was telling Mike. Uh, you know, Don and I. Don and I went out boozing last night. Yeah. <laughs> had quite a few, so uh yeah. Working it off well, today. I had
4: to, yeah, I had to take a little nap this afternoon. <laughs> I think I'm back in action now, but <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be in action like that anymore. <laughs>
0: back in the game. But it was
4: it was great to see you, And uh we had a good time. We watched some hoop. Mm-hmm. And uh I didn't didn't hear of Tom Pel, from Palmyra called in yesterday. No, Tom night. No.
1: Tom did not. Elwood these Yeah, hoop? exactly. Who?
4: <laughs> well, when's the showdown at uh, at Tom's place?
2: Um, that we're we haven't solidified that yet, Don. Uh, Ted, uh, Tom, Ted, Tom's still working out. Uh, <laughs> Tom's still working out. <laughs> Tom's still working out the logistics <laughs> and you know uh, stuff like that. So we'll uh, we'll let everyone know. It's probably going to be coming up. I would assume uh, within the next month or so.
4: Yeah, will be a good yeah, Let me time. know because I, I would like to go up there. I think I want to be a judge for that uh, the contest <laughs> he's going to have.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously,
1: I, I think I think we can get we can get a, bu- a lot of our listeners to be judges. So you Both and
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you and Elwood. We have you two and Elwood. judges. Elwood he's couldn't Elwood. lie in.
1: Yeah, well, Elwood. See, here's here's the whole thing. I don't know what's. Have you talked to Elwood this
2: week? No, well, no. I mean, he's in, he he. No, because you blasted him last week and told me not want him to call anymore. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you most certainly did. I did no such thing. You I are, just said, want to play the best of. I want to pull up, pull on right now. Go ahead. <laughs> edit,
1: edit the best of into a uh, six-minute clip. Uh, Can Elwood, we stretch it? Can we stretch yeah, it that I, I don't know. We'll just have dogs barking for three. Uh, the, I just, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't, wasn't trying to be mean. I just was saying, wow. Elwood got, Elwood hasn't been uh, testing well with our audience. Let's just put it that way. A lot of people are like, "Who is this guy who keeps calling your show?" Uh,
2: so, I don't I better know. Better maybe... hang up. I didn't know we we're getting raided here. I better get out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he's just... under high scrutiny right yeah, now we've... by both of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, seriously, those... that guy's it's real tough, tough. That guy's
1: a tough judge. Yeah, he doesn't play around. Uh, but you know, he, he just wasn't—he just wasn't scoring well. And uh, <laughs> I think I—I I was like, you know what? What if, if he doesn't call? Okay. Uh, we did the whole thing. We did the whole well, – here's another thing. We never
2: found out which one he was in that picture.
1: Well, we put this on Facebook. We tw- put it on Twitter. Like, And, you know, we'll put something on Facebook and we'll put it on Twitter. Especially on Facebook, like, we'll get, you know, 100, 200, 300 people immediately kind of, like, reacting to it or, or looking at it and saying something, liking, commenting. Uh, Twitter, kind of the same thing. With when we put Elwood's picture on both, it was like I it was. Cricket. You heard
2: laptops shutting all over the country.
1: <laughs> it was nothing, and like that's what I was like. Maybe people aren't as into Elwood, so I started you know polling the uh-oh, audience. Oh
2: Kev, oh Kev.
1: That's what I'm They're saying. They're on a
2: run. They're down, five. They're down 5
1: That's what we do. That's what we do. S.F. Austin. <laughs> you know what? The best thing here's here's how you spot. A, this is why I love the underdogs. It's. They always say like it's not the name on the the back of the jersey; it's the name on the front. I, all the underdogs they don't have their names in the back. In fact, I thought they when
2: uh, uh, I thought other players, were, I thought other guys were named Jack on the front. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> SFA, Swah, <laughs> with the three. But uh, okay, we were, we're – okay. oh, go ahead, go ahead, Don.
4: The question of Ponder, I was thinking about this this afternoon after I woke up from my nap. I took out my bracket, <laughs> put all the X's on it, so I'm pretty much done. I don't care. I'm not going to watch the rest of the tournament. But when you look at Duke and Mercer, now I don't know what conference Mercer plays in. or Are they from I California think, somewhere?
2: I don't, think, I don't even think they know what conference they're in. Are they, play they in. Division I? <laughs> they're, they're from Georgia, I think.
4: Are they? Let me look them up. Bro. Well, that's Mercer. right. Yes, they are. Right. So
1: Mercer
0: County schools,
4: College. Both schools have a 26-8 and eight record. Duke. Mm-hmm got their twenty six wins in the a c c Mercer got it in their conference and when you look at the reputation of sheshevsky and the coach from mercer you i don't i don't know who i forget who the coach's name is for Mercer, but you would say well it's sheshevsky he plays in the a c c he gets great players he's you know arguably it's a it's a marquee program. How does that happen i mean the players To a a person, should be better than the Mercer players. The coach should be a better coach than the Mercer coach. But I mean, I I, I'm grappling with how does that happen? I I know in the course of forty minutes, people may play harder, they may play smarter, but it just makes you wonder how does how does something like that happen? Now
1: the one thing the one thing you know when you're when you're the underdog. uh, it's like the the one thing you play with nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. If you lose, it was supposed to happen. If you win, that's gravy. Uh, it, Duke. Yeah, I mean, is all the one,
2: pressure was on Duke when yeah, that game Duke coming down the stretch. All the pressure on
1: Duke. Yeah, Duke is the one who has to who has to win. So when things start going wrong and you let this team hang around because you don't think they're as good as they are, and it's kind of becomes a close game, then like you're, like Mike was saying, it's it's anyone's game because. Duke now is has all the pressure on them and over, over an yeah. enormous amount of well, pressure.
2: And the thing too, Don, is that it, the, none of none of Mercer's players were going to be the best player on the court, but they were the best team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you yeah, good how many point. times do you, how many times do you see where a team has a stacked? You know, like you look at the uh, for instance, like. Uh, the uh like you know the Phillies pitching staff in in 2011 supposedly the best staff of all time you know your guys all these 20 game winners Hall, uh, future Hall of Famers and they get knocked out in the divisional series so you just have to be better on one day and that's what True. makes the tournament great and I think that the fact that Mercer had a lot of seniors and Duke has freshmen and sophomores Mercer's a little more experienced they're 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 bigger and stronger just because they're a couple years older. And, and the experience, in my opinion, showed up at the end of the game.
4: And don't you wonder, what would Mercer's record be if they played in the ACC this year?
2: They and what would Duke's record awful.
4: be? Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. And that's, the, that's kind of what, what I love about the tournament is it has that such, uh, you know, there, there's such irony in Bob because, like you said, if they play in the A- if the ACC or they play in the uh, whatever it is, the American, American yeah. Conference, like they'll get smacked around, because every single game you're not going to play, but if they play a small conference and they go and learn how to win, learn how to beat these teams, they they go in with nothing to lose. If they're playing in a big yeah. they're not going to get to the tournament. I think so. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's ironic that they get to the tournament and with using that philosophy, they're able to beat a team like that. I
2: think it proves, too, that there's a, there's a lot of good basketball players around the country. There are. There's a lot of good yeah. players, and, I, and Charles Barkley said it a couple years ago, and I, that the one thing I actually totally agree with him on is, he said that There's a ton of good guards out there, and if you have good guard play, I mean, he's not the first one to say it, obviously, but if you have good guard play, guys who can handle the ball, handle the pressure, and shoot the open three, you're going to be in games. Yeah, and if you you play, play defense. And you play defense. And not necessarily, you know, if you have a great front court, okay, that helps, but you need great guards to win. And you look at all the teams yep. still playing. They all have great guards. And obviously, it's Division One basketball. Everybody's great. Guard. You know, you have great guards. But you need guards to win. Sorry, Kevin.
4: I'm, I'm jumping off. I think you guys have a commercial to do.
2: <laughs> Don, thanks again for the call. Good night. Talk
4: on. to you next week. All right, Don. Bye. Now, good
1: this, this is, a, you know, kind of a good point uh, Don brought up. And we I talked to him a little bit about this last night. You look at the, the bottom. Uh, you look at some of these guys who play, uh, you know, for – for, you know, a Mercer or for an SF Austin, uh, things like that. It's it's interesting because these are the same guys that, when they were getting recruited for college, probably got letters from bigger universities. Like, when I was playing, I went to Mamas University, but I, when I was getting Where
2: recruited... Where did you go to college? When,
1: when I when i was playing, I'm to pull that one out for three weeks. <laughs> Thank God. I'm <laughs> sitting on that one over here. Uh, so... You know, you kind of have those guys that went to Monmouth University, but I was getting recruited by a lot of bigger schools. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think, and it's not like I didn't have confidence in myself, I just didn't think I was going to be able to play for four years there. I might have played my senior year, maybe a little my junior year, and I was like, I want to play. I want to play immediately. So you're going to get a lot of guys like me at these SF Austins, at these Mercers. And that's kind of what makes it good because the guys on the end of the bench for a UCLA or for a Duke or for a Kansas or Kentucky, uh, they're probably not as good as the starting five for SF Austin. So it's it's kind of you're not as far off as you think. It's it's really the 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 window kind of closes as you go through because you have these guys who are who are talented enough to probably be a bench player at these big universities, but. At the same time, they're choosing to start and be stars at uh, smaller mid major.
2: Also, Kev, what about the guys who? What about the guys who get better? Like you know, guys exactly. guys who just get a lot better in their you know sophomore junior year at Mercer. You know, they just they just mature as basketball players and get better. Maybe look, maybe they just peaked a little bit later than a guy like Jabari Parker.
1: Well, look at uh, a guy like David Robinson. David Robinson was six eight, uh, got recruited by the Naval Academy, a few bigger schools. Kind of had that same mindset, you know. Very very uh, strict, uh, regimented guy. Wanted to go to the Naval Academy, but if if he was he was six eight when he gets recruited, he obviously grows to about seven one uh, over the two years of freshman sophomore year. You look at him and as a seven one, if he if he took a li- if he didn't uh, grow say so, what am I what's the word the
0: mature, mature. yeah
1: he, if he matured a little earlier, he's seven one doing what he can do. Uh, he's going anywhere he wants. He's six, eight. He grows three inches. Now he's one of the best players in college basketball. So that's what, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy. It's going to be, I don't know. I just think that the, the level between the starters on a mid major and the bench players on a, uh, enormous program is really, I think the you have to give the edge to the mid majors. And that's why I think, uh, you know, these guys go against practice, go against these guys at practice. And think, well, they go to Kentucky, and then you play SF Austin, and it's like, wow, these guys are better than the guys we practice against every day. Right. I don't know. Maybe we should talk about our sponsors since we haven't yet. (laughs) Uh, Again, the show tonight brought to you by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We're just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also, Integrated Play and in Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career, contact Renee, 269-760-3857. And as always, Cross River Realty, specializing in off-campus housing at Temple University. Cross River Realty is also a full-service real estate company located in Philadelphia. Check them out at CrossRiverRealty.com, 267-460-5737. Mike and I going to be signing off, signing off for the night. Mike, before we go, last thoughts on the tournament. At least going up until – because next week, by the time we talk, we'll we'll know the final four.
2: Yep. My final four – I don't have my bracket in front of me, but my final four was Kansas, which obviously is out. Mm -hmm. Michigan State, Louisville, and Michigan? Is that possible? Are they all different regions? No. Michigan – And Michigan State are in the same region?
1: Yeah. No, Michigan, Michigan State – who was it? Who else?
2: I thought I had... I thought I had... I thought I had... Louisville
1: Kansas. and Michigan are in the same. Okay. Kansas, yep, you're I, good. Yep,
2: yep. Well, I have Louisville.
1: Louisville, yeah. Kansas. Uh-huh. Michigan State. Michigan and State. then whoever you had in that top bracket.
2: Who was up Who was the one uh, who was up
1: there? Two was Wisconsin. One was... Uh, Arizona, no. Arizona. Three was Creighton.
2: Maybe I have, I have Wisconsin. I okay. Think I have Wisconsin. Yep, you're right.
1: Now, my I still have three in the final four. Obviously, my champion is out, but... Florida, uh, Creighton, Michigan State, and obviously Duke is out. But Creighton
2: goes down tonight.
1: Creighton's not going anywhere.
2: They're going. Doug
1: McDermott gets thirty tonight.
2: Doug, yeah, that's all right. They're still going down. He can have seventy.
1: <laughs> if they have seventy, they're not losing. What are they just standing there on defense? Uh, Mike and I coming back at you next Sunday, as always, from the phone Pack Studio. Uh we got the Prima Donna contest coming up. Uh should be the end of April. We'll let you know a little sooner. We'll be broadcasting live. Put it on the schedule as soon as we let you know what it is. And uh if you know, email us. <laughs> Tom, give us a ring. Uh Mike and Kevin coming to you uh live every Sunday night. Thanks for listening. Thanks uh Jake Provar uh, for calling in, talking a Little Sixers basketball. We'll see you again next week. Until then. I got a million ways of getting <laughs> Choose one. choose one
0: Hey, bring it, back, bring it uh-huh. back Now double your money and make it stack um, on, oh, to one. One on to, on to, uh, the, next next on to uh, the next one On to the next, uh, on oh, to the next one uh, On to the next one uh, On to the next one uh, On to the next one On to the next one On to the next one Hold up hey. <sighs> Somebody bring me back the money please